0: What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Heated Rivals podcast. I'm Zach, and with me, as always, is the irreplaceable Sean Robinson. That was real touching, Zach. That, that that made me feel warm and welcomed. Well, yeah, we just had to let the people know that after last week's episode, you know, it got a little heated, <whistles> quote-unquote, We're still friends. We're still alive. We're still here. We're still having a good time. We're still bringing you some awesome content. Yes. Yes, we are. And although at one point last week while we were recording, we wanted to rip each other's throats out, I still love you, buddy. Love you too. but on to bigger things, the NFL season is pretty much here, Sean. Yes. First, before you start going, can we please just talk about the Hall of Fame game from the other night? And not... What actually happened in the Hall of Fame game, you know what I mean? Steelers beat the Cowboys 16-3. to But just the fact that football is back, can't we all just rejoice about that? The Hall of Fame game is like... it. No one really watches it for the, for the enjoyment of watching the Hall of Fame game. They watch it because football is back. Literally. The other day, I watched maybe like the first three drives of it. But then after that, it was just background noise. Did you know what the Hall of Fame game outviewed the Olympics? That's actually... That doesn't surprise me. It's it's crazy to think, but the NFL is just that big. And talking about the Hall of Fame game, the Hall of Fame ceremony for the 2020 and the 2021 NFL inductees happened this past weekend on Saturday and Sunday. And if you go to our Instagram, pod 15 you'll see a little post, a little tribute to all those guys. You know, those guys kind of hit close to home because a lot of them were guys that we grew up watching, listening to. So it was cre- really kind of crazy to see all of them make it. Yeah, Zach, definitely. Um, Especially for me... No one really knows this, but my favorite football player of all time is John Lynch. Just somebody when I wanted to play football back in like sixth and eighth grade it was somebody that they told me to watch because they had me play safety. So like they were just like, watch number 47, just the way he comes down and just cracks people in the mouth. Watch him and do that. Yeah, dude was a thumper. And you know... That's one of the just great players that we got to see inducted. I oh my mean, god, there Calvin, were so many. Calvin Johnson, Animal, Isaac Bruce, Charles Woodson, Peyton Manning, Eli's brother, right? You mean Peyton Manning. It's all right. Yeah, not Peyton Manning 100%, but you know, <laughs> Peyton's, Peyton's holding a spot there for Eli, but uh that's a conversation for another day. Oof, oof. That's you guys really want to hear me and Zach go at it. <laughs> Just somebody ask us in our next mailbag whether or not Eli deserves to be a Hall of Famer. You know what I did, Sean? Uh, somebody posted it on Twitter, and I saved it. I liked it so I can have it for later when we do argue about this, because I'm bringing facts. Okay. Alright, I- I'll be ready. I'll be ready. But um, let's get to the real reason why we're here today, and that's actually to bring back the installment that you guys like so very much, the Heated Rivals Top 10. It's a- Rivals top ten list. Yep, Heated Rivals Top 10 is back, and today we are discussing linebackers. Um, linebackers are probably one of the more athletic positions in the league now, or at least trending that way, due to it being a passing style of offense now. The old-style thumper linebacker was a weakness in today's NFL because you got guys that, like Travis Kels, Darren Waller, George Kittle, you know... These guys that are just mismatched nightmares for those kind of linebackers who are slow, they're going to meet you in the hole, it's an exploit that gets abused on a daily. And with some of the guys that we're going to mention on this list, it'll prove to be that. Yeah, you got guys on this list that are not your quote-unquote prototypical linebacker size. Um, You got guys here that are six foot. Some of them, I mean, most of these guys aren't any bigger than like, I think six foot three. And something that almost all these guys have in common is that they're fast yeah f- speed definitely kills 100 S- percent. speed is speed is key in today's nfl if you're slow you gotta go i mean so for this list uh you definitely won't see guys like jalen smith or leighton van der esch on wait, wait wait we're not gonna see a cowboy on this list oh no 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 i'm not that i'm not that stupid okay not even your boy micah no well i'm Future Hall of Fame or turnover in his first uh, possession on defense. Yes. Well, let's temper the expectations a little bit. But he has a chance to break into a list like this if he shows out. He has the talent, I'm saying. But he's definitely not on this list And doesn't get arrested. I can't with you, Zach Durkin. You're such a pain in the ass. I am what I am. Anyway, let's get into our top ten lists. Um, we're gonna be doing it a little differently this time. I know we switched it up a couple times already, but you know we're just you know trial and error, seeing how we really want to do it, what people like most. Um, I'm gonna rally off my top ten linebackers, and then Sean will rally off his. No interruptions until Sorry. after. Sorry. So. And we're gonna discuss them after and talk about why we have them where they are, what we value in a linebacker, and why we have certain guys on our top ten lists. Because I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of surprises. Definitely, I'm excited to do it this way. This is this is something we haven't really done, and I think it does you know lead to some good conversations. So let's see who's in your top ten list this year, Zach. Well, let me start with number ten, C.J. Mosley. We'll talk about him later. I'm sure that's one that's gonna be a curious one to talk about. Number nine, I have Dion Jones. Number eight, DeMario Davis. Number seven, my boy, Devin White, who I thought really kind of came on in the playoffs in the Super Bowl. Um, looking forward to seeing what he could do. Kind of had a little bit of a shaky year tackling, but... Yeah, well, his speed makes up for a lot of things, and I'll explain that later. So let me continue my list, please. With no interruptions. Yes, sorry about that, sir. Thank you. Number six, I'm going to have Eric Kendricks. Number five, Levante David, Devin White's teammate. Number four... Roquan Smith, who I don't know what the hell PFF is smoking, but I I, I don't understand it. That's all I'm going to say on that. (laughs) Um, Number three is the new $99 million man, Darius Leonard. 99, right? Yes. 99.25 to be exact. And that's over five years. So Um, $20 million man. Yeah, so making a lot of money. Number two, I have the future Hall of Famer, Bobby Wagner. And my number one linebacker going into the season is going to be Fred Warner. That's a pretty impressive list, Zach. I will tell you right now, our number one guys are the exact same. So I'm, I'm actually going to go from one to ten. So like I said, my number one guy is Fred Warner. Really, we don't really need to talk about him. He's a stud. Um, number two, a little bit of a surprise here. But like you said PFF needs to get their shit together because this man had an amazing year last year, Roquan Smith. Uh, Number three, I got the future Hall of Famer, Bobby Wagner. Number four, I'm going to show some love to the Vikings, Eric Kendricks. Number five, Levante David. Number six, I got Moneybags himself, Darius Leonard. Number seven, I got the leader of the Jacksonville defense in Miles Jack. Number eight, I got Demario Davis, been around forever. And number 9 and 10 is probably going to confuse a little bit of people, or I don't want to say confused, but you guys might not know who these two guys are, but they need to start getting some love as a very dominant linebacker duo in this league. And number 9 is going to be Alexander Johnson, and number 10 for me is going to be Josie Jewell. Some nice young guys in there that you could uh, definitely see taking over the league at the linebacker position. Definitely. And I honestly, Zach, I really want to get into that linebacker duo from Denver because They're they're a great building block for what Denver has going on over there. You know, Denver, the Denver Broncos always have really good defenses. And the calling card of their defense is their pass rush and their linebackers. And these two linebackers from Denver, dude, are studs. Okay? They're studs. They're tackling machines. And most importantly, they're outstanding in coverage. Well... Let's hope that they're not really that great in week one. That's when my Giants play them. Listen, they might be giving you guys some fits because Josie Jewell, first of all, the man played all 16 games. I'm pretty sure he was an undrafted linebacker out of Iowa, if I'm not mistaken. Um, 65.5 coverage grade from PFF. So that's actually ninth in the league amongst linebackers. But where he makes his money is his tackling. Uh, 86 tackles, eight missed tackles. And forty-two stops that's to impressive. go along with two sacks. That's pretty productive from an inside linebacker. He's a rookie, you said, right? Exactly. So that's that's not bad. That's pretty. That's pretty good. That's that's my number ten guy, and my number nine guy, who's his teammate, had an even better year than he did last year. Okay. So Alexander Johnson, sixty-five point uh, four overall defensive grade, eighty-two point five percent tackling grade. So the guy's a fucking tackling machine. One thing you're going to notice from most of the guys on my list, Zach, is that they don't miss tackles. And for me, at the linebacker position, that's something that's very important. Because you're almost like that last line of defense between a four-yard run and a fucking 25-yard run. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because running backs nowadays are very physical between the tackles and on the edges. So not only do these linebackers need speed, they got to be just as physical as they are fast. So that's one thing you're going to That's another thing you're going to see from all of my guys on this list. They're physical guys, they're fast, and they fucking don't miss tackles. Those are definitely three of the main components that you would like to see out of one of your starting linebackers. Definitely, right? So yeah. that was something I really harped on. Um, I could have put a bunch of other guys on here who did other things better than these guys, but like I said... You don't miss tackles. You make some splash plays. I fuck with you. I want you on my team. (laughs) No, right, definitely. There's a lot of guys that you could have put in your top 10. I mean, just to name a few, you got... I'm a little biased here. My boy Blake Martinez. Balake. Where is Balake at? Who's a top 15 linebacker. But... He's got to work on the coverage. He's got to work on the pass rush. He's a very good run stopper. He had 66 stops, which is, I'm pretty sure, like third or second in the league. Yeah, he's up there in stops. But like you said, he's more of that like throwback traditional type guy where he'll tackle the shit out of anybody for you. But he's a little flat footed in coverage sometimes. And I know you could speak better to this than I can. Teams do tend to take advantage of him in coverage sometimes. And he's kind of a two down backer if i'm not mistaken. Why do you think we play a nickel defense for the majority of our games? There you go. So, so. <laughs> But um that's just kind of where the NFL is now, you know. Unless you're just a freak of nature, if you're a linebacker odds are you're only playing two downs. Right? Um very rare to see any of those kind of linebackers the big body ones play more than that because, you know, you're not going to have a liability out in the field in a pass situation. And you know what? That's what like made Leighton Van Der Esch's rookie year so like almost like unicorn like for at least from a Cowboys fan perspective because here comes a guy who was 6'4", 260, 250 and was playing super well in coverage and was coming downhill at a ridiculous rate just cleaning up everything. Yeah no it's a shame that injuries got the best of him last season yeah last season and the season before he really started the season before really started to take a toll on him and then last season he was pretty much ineffective and I think that really played a major impact on his confidence and that's another thing at the linebacker position if you're not confident in your ability you could get eaten alive exactly you think that just Derek Henry's gonna take it easy on you you gotta go in there with your head down you gotta make a hit you got to be that guy. Yeah, 100%. You got to be fucking Ray Lewis, like on steroids, times 10. Like, your confidence has to be at that level, especially in this day and age in the NFL. Because, like we said before, it's a passing league, and linebackers are getting exploited regularly. So, confidence is also a big thing. Got to have, like, the confidence of a corner, but, like, the savviness of, I don't know, a one-technique nose tackle, if that makes any sense. But let me actually get back to your list because I'm curious, how the hell did you manage to sneak C.J. Mosley into these rankings? The man did not even play last year, and I'm pretty sure he was not really effective in his first year with the Jets. I think he got injured in like the first or second game, correct? He did get injured, but for those one or two games that he played, he was a stud, and... Just another part of being a linebacker in the NFL is basically being the quarterback of that defense. And when he was healthy and playing for the Ravens, even when he first came to the Jets, he was arguably a top five linebacker in the league. That's a fair point. I don't think there was anybody better in the game, you know, when he signed that contract with the Jets at being the quarterback of a defense. Exactly. And just for an example, just to throw out there during the Jets green and white scrimmage. I mean, you see Zach Wilson coming down, making all these audibles, the line of scrimmage, all these hand signals. You saw C.J. Mosley basically mirroring those motions. Everything Zach Wilson did, or I don't know who their backup is, anything that he did, he mirrored that. He's that guy that can just, I don't know. He's just another coach. He's Peyton Manning-esque on the defense. Yeah, he, he was really good. Hopefully he can, you know... Bring that nucleus of Jets players together and really kind of take that defense to a step where you hope with Robert Sala that you can reach because that's why you bring him in, right? Well, yeah. I mean, he's a super smart player. And if anyone can understand the defenses that this guy wants to run, it's him. And he, could, like you said, he can really tie that front seven together. All right. Interesting take. Um, my only other issue with your list of linebackers was Devin White. And I talked about, you know not missing tackles and being able to be like an enforcer. And Devin White over his first two years in the league has not been a very good tackling linebacker. Um, I think he missed, what, like 16 tackles last year, something to that effect? He did. He missed 16 tackles last year. And listen, he's not the best in coverage either. I'm pretty sure he's one of the worst. Actually, I think he's graded out as the second worst coverage linebacker there you go there you go but um the reason i have him so high is because regardless of all that he's still a difference maker in my eyes i mean 95 tackles a forced fumble nice he's really good at rushing the passer dude had nine sacks as a linebacker yeah that was far in the way the most in the league i think the next closest guy had six or five actually yeah the next closest guy was uh my number two linebacker who had five in roquan smith yeah, so it was really kind of an anomaly that he had that many sacks. But I do have a theory on why I do think Devin White is so good. All right, I would love to hear this. The Elaborate. Dude, the dude is fast. I'm pretty sure he ran a sub-4, 540, around there. Somewhere around the 4, fours, four uh, high four threes, I think. Okay, abnormal. Yeah, <laughs> sideline-to-sideline side speed is unbelievable. He might not be making the tackles, but he's definitely the first to the ball. And while he's first of the ball, he's holding that guy up for the defense to come and, you know, rattle him up. Like I said, you got a guy like Levante David who's on the field with him. So the tackles, yeah, it's a little bit concerning. And the coverage sucks, to say the least. But the dude's making plays all over the field. I mean, I got I to give it to you. He is a playmaker. But you would like to see him get a little bit better at, you know, the things that make linebackers linebackers. You know what I mean? Right now, I think we could classify him as... I mean, by default, he is a linebacker, but he's more of a a playmaker, which is good, which is great. We love playmakers, but for what we, you need a linebacker to do in today's age, um, he's got to get better at it. Yeah, and going into his third year, you kind of hope to see that jump. But um, speaking about jumps, your number two guy, my number four guy, I really have no idea why PFF ranked him so low. Pro Football Focus, by the way. A Pro Football Focus. I mean. Let me just say, it's a great tool for anybody who's really trying to get into, you know, digging deep into stats and stuff like that. But (laughs) I think they fucking missed the mark here, honestly, because Roquan Smith had a fucking hell of a year last year. Just give me a second. Let me tell you what his grades were as per PFF. He had a 67.2 overall grade. He had a 74.8 pass rush grade. He had an abysmal 39.8 run defense grade, which... (sighs) I, I can't, for the life of me, figure that out. And an 84 coverage grade. So he's good in the coverage department. Now, the run defense grade, a 39.8. There's something that we referred to earlier, and it's called stops. Stops are essentially a negative play for the runner on offense. A- as in, like, you know, a tackle at the line of scrimmage or a loss. Roquan Smith had 66 of those. That was second in the league, everybody. And he also had 109 tackles. So you tell me how that adds up to a 39.9 rush defense grade. It doesn't. And like you said earlier, he had five sacks as well. So, the, I don't know. Roquan, you better call out Pro Football Focus and ask them what they did or who you fucked over over there because they ain't fucking with you over at Pro Football Focus. But. No, those, those are top three linebacker numbers. And Pro Football Focus might not show him the love, but here at the Heated Rivals podcast, we do. We got your back, Roquan. Definitely starting to turn into one of the better young linebackers in this league. But let's talk about the number one linebacker, according to both of us, for the 2021 NFL season. And honestly, he's become the gold standard for what all teams look for in linebackers. Um, And even taking the mold of a predecessor in Bobby Wagner, who we both have on our list, is a guy by the name of Fred Warner. You know, for being a uh, middle round pick out of BYU, a school not known for producing uh, elite defensive talent, I guess you could say, they've always been good for offensive guys. But when you think of BYU, you definitely don't think of defensive stars. But this guy, Fred Warner, is that and some. This dude is the prototypical linebacker that every team should look for. I mean, he can cover, he can tackle, he could do it all. He is just an animal, to say the least. Uh, Yeah, and I mean, we can go into the stats if you really want, but any coverage metric you want to look at for linebackers, he's first in it, and it's not even close. Honestly, any stat you want to look at that has anything to do with linebacking, he's at the top or near the top of. I think the only, uh, I guess, stat that he's not at the top of now, thanks to Darius Leonard is being the highest-paid linebacker in the NFL. Now, it's not to say he didn't just get a payday to the tune of $99.2 million. Sheesh! But I definitely expect this kid to be the best linebacker in the NFL after this season if he's not already. If you don't have him at the top of this list, or um, you're just not paying attention. Um, or you're just hating. Yeah, literally. You probably just root for the Seahawks or something. So stop being a hater and recognize greatness when it's right in front of you okay so now uh before we get out of here just want to do a little quick recap of both our top tens i know this format was a little different so it might have been a little difficult to follow along with where we placed each guy but like we said am going to give you a little rundown again so i'll go from 10 to one my number 10 linebacker is going to be josie jewel followed by number nine alexander johnson Number eight, Demario Davis, number seven, Miles Jack, Number six, Darius Leonard, Number five, Levante David, Number four, Eric Kendricks, Number three, Bobby Wagner, Number two, Roquan Smith, and Number one, Fred Warner. And mine goes as number ten CJ Mosley. Number nine Dion Jones, number eight, Demario Davis, number seven, Evan White, number six, Eric Kendricks, number five, Levante David, number four, Roquan Smith, Number three, Darius Leonard, Number two, Bobby Wagner, and number one, Fred Warner. So like Sean said, it's gonna close out this episode of the Heat Rivals Podcast. We hope you guys enjoyed. Make sure you smash that like button, give us a follow, turn on notifications on our Instagram so you get all the latest content and episodes when they drop. Thanks for listening. From myself and Sean, have a good night. Peace.